while your day is winding down. They're just getting started. This is South Coast Tonight with Chris McCarthy and Marcus Farrow. They've got you covered on all the news of the day. From local issues to politics on both sides of the aisle. This is the place where the movers and shakers come to be heard. To listen. And where they're held accountable. This is South Coast Tonight on WBSM. Good evening. So, Marcus, that was a fun visit with the mayor. Yeah, it was. Um, it's nice to laugh every once in a while, right? It is. Um, you know, from him sitting here, nothing he said. He's very guarded, obviously, about his, mm-hmm. about his plans for the future, about re-election political plans. Um, I think he's very open about the city's plans. Doesn't seem like a man who's leaving. Doesn't seem like a man who's leaving. No. Right. It seems like, and I've said this for a long time, he's got things he's accomplished. He's got things he's wants to finish. Yeah. And I don't think he's a man who's moving on. It doesn't seem like it, um, especially with the housing. He doesn't seem unhappy in his job. And it's, especially with like the housing plan that he right. did and all of that, it just seems like there's... You know, there's more to do. That real estate question, um, you could see how excited he got about it. Yes. Right? Yeah. I mean, he wants to do something. Well, that's another that's another project, too, that you need to, like, break ground on is, yeah. the, is the industrial park and all that. There's needs to be, you know, there's a lot that's been done, a lot of work over the last, got almost decade, right? right? Just right. to get that, get that going. Now you need to get the shovels in the ground. And it can really really, really transform New Bedford, yeah. the region. Yeah. Um, along the lines of, I would say, when Mayor Ashley brought w- the water from Freetown, um, when John Markey secured the land for the dump at Crapo Hill, yeah. um, other type projects, you know, that really shaped the history, yeah. shaped shape the future of the city. Um, creating a in- more open industrial land with the tax base. Um, for the for the for the future economy, John, the mayor, mayor Mitchell seems he seemed really legitimately excited about that. You know, yeah. he like he want he said we'll have some more stuff for the summer uh, plans. That's not a man, in my opinion, who's going anywhere. No, I yeah, I don't think so. It seems pretty clear, and in that case, you know, it seems like the field's pretty clear in that mm-hmm. in, in that scenario. So. I think we'll probably see him run for re-election. I am intrigued about the State of the City uh, address. I knew he wasn't going to announce an, any election plans there because it's also, like, not appropriate in your official capacity totally in, in office. Yeah. You know, I think I, I brought that up to a caller, I, I think, uh, a, a while back. It's, you know, you, you do that outside of the, sort of outside of that. It would so. be a lot, a lot of city resources for a political campaign. Would be a lot of city right. resources for a political a political campaign, but five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. That's how you can join us this evening. Um, we'll stick your message on the app chat. I know last night there was, you know, I had the sheriff, I had the sheriff on. We, you know, talked a little bit about the aftermath of the of the uh, the inmate standoff or riot, whatever you want to call it. Um, the sheriff seems to have an objection to the categorization of a riot. Um, 
But uh, there isn't, you know, I think at this juncture, I don't know, Chris, it doesn't seem like there can be a lot more said about it until we get the after-action report. Marcus, I agree, <clears throat> I agree with you. Uh, the after-action review is, is important. Um, the pictures are pretty horrendous. You can see them at WBSM.com. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know how to assess industrial damage, quite yeah. frankly. I don't. Um, I would be pretending if I did. I mean, I, you know, it looks pretty expensive to me, but it's probably, as he said, in the range of around a quarter of a million dollars. The inmates are going to be charged. Yeah. Um, that's the appropriate response. You can't let them get away with it. Um, you got to charge them. I think they'll find out that that was a temper tantrum that cost them a lot more than they got for it, you know, uh, that since the mayor, since the, since the sheriff, the former mayor of Attleboro, since Sheriff Haru handled them with what can be arguably called kid gloves, he kept dogs away, things like that. They're going to have to pay in the courts. I mean, I, 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 they didn't get dogs, so maybe they got to, to ride a little longer and break a few more things. So they're going to get really hammered in the courts. I mean, had, had the, had they, Inmates not gone crazy. Here's the thing with the dogs. I don't know. Like, you know, I, I, I think actually a caller had called in last night to talk about sort of the situation, uh, you know, who had done some, you know, said that they had done some correction time, you know, in corrections, you know, worked in corrections. And, you know, you're in a situation where I think tensions are pretty high. And I, I think there's, I think a lot to be said about having a cool down period to, you know, mitigate both officer and uh, inmate safety uh, yeah. in that particular scenario. Not a single person went to the hospital uh, and all that chaos, which I, I think is actually, um, you know, a, a pretty good outcome uh, so far. You know, we, we still need to... Look, if they'd gone the, to the hospital, we would have had to pay the bill anyway. Yeah. So it right. keeps the taxpayers, you know, yeah. cost down. Um, I mean, just for both both the inmate uh, and the officers, too. You know, because, totally. uh, you know, we were talking about it, yet, like the, the 20 people that were seen as like the aggressors in this three were on tr so it's important to remember in the bristol county house of correction there is not a single person serving a sentence for rape for murder right for arson for for those uh, uh crimes that would um you'd get sent to state prison for crimes that have a sentence of longer than two and a half years right there isn't a single person serving a, a sentence there but there are people being held not a lot, but a few people being held awaiting trial on those crimes. Uh, there were three people that have been charged with murder. There, and these people have been moved to other prisons, uh, other prisons throughout the Commonwealth. Three people being held on murder. One A and B dangerous weapon. A few other uh, cases. He listed them last night. But you know, I think someone had said, "Well, you know, if you have a dog in this situation, if there's a dog, you know, you'd be scared." I'm like, "Yeah, but I'm not." on trial for murder <laughs> you know i think there might be in a situation like that there might be people with certain predispositions that uh people like you and i do not have you know? well yeah i having never murdered anybody i can't speak as a murderer or being accused of murdering anybody that's correct yeah. even being accused of it um i've been accused of murdering some reputations but never a person <laughs> um, same. The, um same um i can tell you I've had big dogs. I like dogs. I've worked 
with canines from the Plymouth County Sheriff's Department. Yeah. They are scary. Yeah. They are scary. And um, I can remember that my first introduction to working with canines was they had us act like a riot so we could see what it was like to be on the working side of the dog, okay? So that we would have confidence when we were behind the dog and what the experience was for the rioters. And I can tell you that, again, without the uh, disposition of a real rioter or, or someone accused of a murder or something like that, with just the regular yeah. disposition of, 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 of a, I, I would say, a, a, a soldier, I was intimidated by that dog. I was scared. Right. I mean, believe me, I was scared. And I don't get scared of dogs. I've had a Rottweiler. I mean, I've had dogs. But it's a different between your pet and a trained attack dog. Right. A dog that's trained to intimidate. Yeah. All I could think of was Marcus is that's a chainsaw that can run 30 miles an hour. <laughs> I can't right. get away from that chainsaw. Yeah. That's what it looked like to me. A chainsaw that could run 30 miles an hour. So at the end of the day, elections have consequences. The sheriff went in there. He handled it. I think you're right about the fact that no injuries on either side is a best case scenario. Yeah. And so, um, well, again, it's just, I know there's a lot of discussion around it, and uh, I think we're just going to have to see what uh, what happens there. I mean, you know, uh, for all the talk about this wouldn't have happened under so-and-so, we do know that riots happened under Sheriff Hodgson and Sheriff Nelson as well, um, the Easter riot and all of that. So Yeah. You know, we'll just have to. And there was an investigation and a and a conclusion to that, and I think that's just what we're going to end up uh, discovering. Um, you know, I, I think beyond that, I think for for the time being, it's 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 a. I think it's good to sort of move on from the topic. Right? Well, I mean, I, unless a real inmate who was involved wants to call us from wherever the hell they are now, there's nothing else to offer, right? I mean, yeah, right. I don't know anything more about it than. Yeah. Right? I think you're right, Marcus. Until the after action review comes out. Yeah. How do you know? Right. Exactly. Until until we get a report, because all of this is speculation at this point. And I think some people may be trying to relitigate the election. But 508-996-0500 is how you can join us this evening. We can also take your messages on the WBSM app. we got Colin Hogan from the New Bedford Light coming at 9 o'clock. He's the education reporter. We're looking forward. He's going to join us in the studio. We're looking forward to that. We're looking forward to speaking with him. And... Um, we're looking forward to speaking with you. Uh, so, Chris. Yes. Tucker Carlson got fired. We haven't had a chance to talk about that yet. Our competition is gone. Our competition is gone. Right. That's why you got fired. Folks don't know. Mur- 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 I called Murdoch about a month ago. I said, Murdoch, buddy, you you got to take care of this guy. Uh, <laughs> he's cutting into he's t- cutting into South Coast tonight. Yeah. And... Um, he said, sure, Chris, anything for you in an Aussie accent. And, um, <laughs> and an Aussie accent. Right. Yeah. And I said, thanks, man. And um, next thing you know, Tucker's gone. I think it was, and in part, too, he's like, I can't outrate these guys anyway. He you said, know? why am I giving all that money to Tucker when South Coast tonight's drowning him out? <laughs> what am I paying Tucker for <laughs> when these guys over here who are making God knows what, um, I'll try to buy them. Yeah. But I said, no, Marcus and I are not going to go we have integrity. the network. Integrity. 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 <laughs> integrity Farms. <laughs> 508. South Park. 996-0500. Good evening. 
Oh, Chris, Marcus, Don. Hey, hey Don. John. How's, how are things in Snowden? Oh, you don't want to know. <laughs> Unless you know the better. <laughs> um, just, That's my policy, quick, yeah. Yeah, all right. Just a quick follow-up on the um, inmate situation. Sure. First off, how many hours did it take before it was resolved? Six or seven hours? About that, yeah. yeah. Okay. Who pays for all the agencies to show up? You do. The taxpayer. The state, yeah. Oh, okay. Now... I understand that uh, Sheriff Hodgson was able to resolve the situation in less than five minutes. So I'm going with due diligence So, here. So, so a couple of things about that. One, that's not correct. Uh, he wasn't okay. able to serve that in five minutes because they were, they were, I think, at least an hour and a half, two hours, if you're talking about the ICE detention facility. There was about an hour and a half, two hours, uh, two-hour gap in between, I think, with much of the same stuff going on from what Sheriff Rose told us. And, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll get the footage we can get on that. Um, doing the, you know, relatively the same stuff. So there's a couple hours in between. The in and out, not, he said they were in and out of flex cuffs in 90 seconds. Right. Yeah, there was, there was some built up to that. Two, there were 24 ice detention, uh, there were 24 inmates in the ice detention facility. There was about 130 inmates in between the two units that were involved in this, in this standoff. So it's a little bit of, I think, of a I different think the operation. major difference, uh, Don, is that with Hodgson, on this, on this, the the one that, that we're talking about, there were no outside agencies, as far as I know, no outside agencies. With this one, there were a ton of outside agencies that had to be brought in. Um, that's the major difference. Um, well, well, let me let me uh, pile on top of that. Sure. Chris. You use due diligence as an engineer. When I do a job, the people expect me to do it quickly, safely, and as cheaply as possible. Yes, sir. So that's due diligence. So if the sheriff, if uh, Sheriff Haro had the dogs there and could have used them to put an end to the situation quicker mm-hmm. without having to call in many other units to assist, that there, I believe, is due diligence. And he should have used the most um, quickest way and safest way to end the situation because you don't know if inmates are going to get hurt. Mm-hmm. And the second quick point is, will this be the protocol in the future that uh, things will be allowed to continue until enough agencies show up so the inmates know they got five, six, maybe seven hours that they can ride it before anything occurs. What do you think? Well, I do think that, that Sheriff Haru is, is a bright guy. We obviously, he's an educated man. Mm-hmm. And um, part of the education is you learn from your experience. So if, as part of the after-action review, they determine that, had they used dogs, it would have it would have hastened it, maybe cut down on it, whatever. Um, maybe you'll see dogs come back or be introduced next time. Um, I think I think out of this, he's going to learn. He'll he'll learn something. Everybody learns from experiences, so I would well, say well, true that. Enough. Yeah. I mean, yeah, true enough. I mean, I look to what other engineers have done in order for myself to perform my task. Mm-hmm. But again. You have to see how much is this going to cost and what is the message sent to the inmates that they might be able to get away with more uh, riots than that and know that they have extra time to do so. Well, the the, the 20 or so that are going to be, uh, that were like, you know, said to be involved in this um, are getting criminally charged, right? Um, so it's not like... You can't get blood from a stone. <laughs> well, not all of them are, you know, up. Not all of them are serving uh, or uh, facing charges that serve that have carry life sentences. And there's still 
there's still even, you know, the fact that they may be acquitted of these charges that they've been accused of, but still have to serve a sentence and uh, for the crime they may have committed uh, in this particular circumstance, which, you know, could carry like a two and a half year. It depends on how much you do. Right. But it could carry um, two and a half year sentence or a few of them or some on and after. So I think there's enough deterrent there for a lot of people, especially considering the average the average time someone spends in a county jail in Massachusetts, I think, is about six months. So I think there's enough there. I think the the, the fact that these guys are going to be charged or moved elsewhere, I think there's enough deterrent there. Well, it, it just concerns me that the sheriff could have done or utilized better methods to end we're, the we're, we're not. As we're, we're unsure of that, though. That's the, that's no, the whole thing. No, well, yeah. I, I had a close relative that worked at a place called Cedar Junction Walpole. Yep. Yeah. And then Norfolk, so... I, I have a good inside of what's happening in, in these larger prisons. But, yes, they, they do fear the dogs. But, I don't know, I think it um, it could have been handled better. And I think the sheriff might have been a little, a little a lackadaisical in responding as quickly as he might have. So the difference all. between a dog and a human being is that most people who've been in prison have been in physical conflict with other human beings. Correct. It's an entirely different world when it's a dog. And Correct. the dog... A dog is extremely intimidating and they're scary as hell. And well, I, the I, dogs I, I do not back in, off. No, I, I worked in military intel when I was in the army. Right. And guess what they had guarding the gates? Yes. The dogs. The dogs. They're scary. Okay. <laughs> they, 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 in every language, a dog is scary. Yes. Right? <laughs> in every language. The, the Malinois and the uh, German Shepherds, yeah. Amazing. They're amazing animals. So. All right, guys. Thank you so Thanks, much. Thanks, Don. Have a good night. For the call. All right, guys. Good evening. You're live. Oh, hello. Hey. hey. How are you? Good. Hey. I put on my radio uh, at the end of uh, the mayor's speaking about the golf course. Yes. Um, and he mentioned that they're trying to reconstitute and remarket the uh, the property and so forth. Did he, did he? And he said there was going to be more news at the end of the summer or sometime in the summer. What else did he happen to say about that? As I said, I, I may have missed the beginning of what he was speaking of, about it. So what he said is that, you know, they, he talked about the, the transition from how they had to get the legislature, you know, to, to, to do the do the process for them, yeah, yeah. which you were involved in. So you know about that. So yeah. um, the so that was what the delay was. And then and then in the meantime, you know, the change in the economy, the change in the interest rates, uh, the, you know, the, the pandemic, things like that. Through they, so they have to retool it and, and, and remarket the property um, to look for for more interest in, in in what is a changing economy. Did he give a timeline or any anything like that? You heard what he said. He said the, the summer, so that they're going to be working on that through the summer. I, I get the sense that they're going to. So here's what I do know, separate from this conversation today, that originally they had, when they they started to put the project together, they had had interest from developers. What they're in the process of doing is calling back some of those people, reaching out to them and saying, what is it that kept you away from this project? You know, is it price? It, what is it exactly? To try to get some feedback, to make some changes, to make it a more appetizing for developers. So the summer timeline is for a new strategy. Is that what you're basically what he was saying? Correct. Oh, okay. I see. Because it... Um there's still a whole long in, uh, involved process even after that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, because of the the, uh, the traffic studies and all those other things. And and to to bring you just slightly up to date, the core the golf course 
uh, all golf courses in in the current environment uh, since the pandemic have done multiple double-digit growth rates. Uh, the, the course, I just got the statistics recently, uh, the rounds played are way up. Double-digit increases the last three years, every year, year over year. And it's never been, and the, I've been playing there 50 years, and I've never seen it as active or as uh, in, in good condition as mm-hmm. it is now. I mean, it's just the game overall right now has never seen the growth that it you've gone through like three or four phases in the history of the game in, in the modern era um, from Donald Palmer through Jack Nicklaus through Tiger Woods and now the fourth largest one is the pandemic and it's been the most durable one you know because it's a difficult game to learn and it's so pre- it's so dependent on meteorology and you know if, it ra- if you have a rainy spring or a rainy summer you're gonna have a lousy season and and of course it, and the and the economics of it you know the, the leisure Leisure funds are hard to find sometimes, and that's why the game has sort of a sine wave of development over the years. You know, it does it doesn't grow as rapidly, but when it does, it grows huge amounts, and then it and then it falls, and it grows huge amounts, and then it falls. You know, that's just the nature of the beast. So that's all I wanted to know. Thank you. I appreciate. Thanks your, for the call. Uh, Thank you, my friend. Bringing me up to date. Gonna take a quick break. We'll be right back. Hey, welcome back to South Coast tonight. I'm Mark. Oh. Damn it. What's the matter, Marcus? We didn't ask Mitchell his TV, favorite TV show. We didn't. Um, he could he could text it in. We had five minutes where we totally mailed it in, too. We could have asked him. We could speculate on it. What's John Mitchell's favorite TV show? What do you think, callers? John Mitchell's favorite TV show. You know, because of his age, I'm going to guess he was a Cheers man. I could see Cheers. Yep. Um. Yeah, there was that city hall type sitcom. Frasier, it's Frasier too. Oh, um, Spin City, Spin City. But that may have been he may have been out of his TV years. That, I kind of was. That was Michael um, Michael J. Fox. Right? Michael J. Fox. Yeah, I was, was kind of out of my TV years when yeah, that yeah. show came on, and I assumed uh, late nineties. Yeah, I assumed John was too. You know, doing other things. But it was, but it was around, you know. So I, I was familiar with it. Um, I can see Cheers, Frasier, Cheers, yep, uh, Cheers. Um, he's got a Seinfeld. Seinfeld. Right? I think Mitchell could like Seinfeld. Yeah. Who can't like Seinfeld? Who, yeah. Who there can't. are people out there that don't. We'll have to get that question from him. I'll flag we'll him see down him again. I'll flag him down at the state of the city. Start yelling questions from John. Yes. What's your What's your favorite TV show? Mayor Mitchell. By the way, that's that's. He's right about the free food, the lunch that they offer. Oh yeah, yeah. That is the big hook. Yeah. But I do have to say that it's pretty cool that New Bedford gets such a big crowd for for the state of the city. I agree. It does give the give the mayor a citywide a, a statewide platform because I do see a lot of state of the city addresses that like they. Because, you know, sometimes there's other elected officials that attend those and all right. that. And I see, so I see them attending. They're all mostly done in council chambers. What I want to know, though, is can we get C-SPAN there? Because sometimes I, I see these state of the cities, state of the state addresses on C-SPAN. Um, oh. Yeah. That would be pretty cool if C-SPAN covered that. Yeah. Would they have an interest in, in doing that? Well, you know, New Bedford's a historic city. Yeah, yeah. Maybe you hold up a copy of 
Moby Dick. Remember this book? Right. This is, you kids were all forced to read when you, you know. How much? How many? How many? How many copies of the Cliff Notes were sold of that book? Yeah, right. Yeah, it's a long true. book. It's you know true. it's a long book when you ra- when when the movie is even is painfully long. Um, I I never saw the movie. Wait, I did. Because I watched it in um, I think I you, watched. You it were in, forced. Yeah, in elementary school. You were forced or, or middle school. Yeah, forced. Yeah, yeah. Picturing a little Marcus watching <laughs> Moby Dick. Punching his buddies next to him. I remember Marcus, t- knock it off. So our teacher made us write like whaling logs, like pretending that we were whaling people, and and uh, and then afterwards she laughed at us about the number of whales they because some people are like I killed a hundred whales today, and she's like that's not correct. I'm like, well, <laughs> well how would you know? Supposed, how are we supposed to? Know? By the way, that's you your job to tell us that. You should have flagged that kid as a serial killer. <laughs> We, By the way, we, that yeah. teacher would lose their job today. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> By the way, that's why you guys are all in favor of the, of the wind industry. You're like, yeah, what's wrong with killing whales? <laughs> I imaginary killed whales when I was a baby. A hundred whales. Sorry. I killed a hundred whales. My teacher, I got, I got praised and laughed at, but I got the teacher's attention. No wonder you're for, for, for offshore wind. <laughs> Get to finally really kill whales. So... Anyway, 508-996-0500 is how you can join us. Uh, Marcus, you had started off on um, an obvious um, bait to the callers, Tucker Carlson. Um, Here's my theory on Tucker Carlson. He got too big for the Murdochs. He forgot that he's just another brick in the wall. Yeah. He's a showman. It's true because he's he, not leading a movement. No, he's, an, he's he does infotainment. No, he had a nice program. He was paid very well, but the Murdochs are the boss. You can't go around calling your boss names. Yeah, you can't undermine your boss. Your boss didn't didn't buy a TV network so that the talking heads could disrespect him and tell him what to do. Well, you know, not only that, it, it, you know, the thing is, is that people talk, we talked about this before, people talk about, oh, he's the highest rated net, uh, cable network news host, whatever. Okay. But before him, it was Bill O'Reilly. And, and they he, fired him. Yeah. And they had the same exact slot and they fired him and then Tucker got it. It's not even that Tucker Carlson's this amazing, brilliant genius. It's just that the slot is lucrative. Well, it's the slot on Fox's because it's, 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 it's. The slot on Fox. Yeah. yeah. It's, no, no, I'm, I, that's what I meant. Yeah. I want to be clear about that. The time slot on Fox News at 8 p.m. Right. Is, the, is high volume. The, the slot on CNN is garbage. Yeah. Right? The yeah. slot on MSNBC, MSNBC is garbage. garbage. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, the right talent is, is important. But, yeah. um, consider, you know, certainly we, we, we would always take that position. The yeah. talent, not time slot, is important. But the... Um, reality of it is is that he it sounds like from what you're hearing he wanted to do what he wanted to do yeah. and I get that and we'll see where he goes from here he he had started his own media group in the past um the w- daily daily caller yeah with the backing of Foster yeah. Fries, uh who's a, who's a very wealthy billionaire yeah um but Guys who are billionaires do not take their marching orders from the talent. 
Yeah, right. They don't. Yeah. And Tucker Carlson... Because they can literally put any idiot there and say the things that they want him to say. Well, without... without Look, Tucker Carlson is a talented guy. I like him. I agree with a lot of his opinions. I've read a lot of his, his writing. He's a good writer. Um, But without Fox News, that platform... Yeah. Where's Bill O'Reilly? I mean, I know he's here... Yeah, he's got 15 minutes a day on some radio, news, on some radio stations. Right. You know, he's not, he's not, he hasn't disappeared. But without the platform. You're just not going to carry the way you do before. Right. And he's, he's actually, funny enough, the only host to be fired from all three of the major networks. Because he, he had a show on MSNBC, if people might remember. Right. And he was on Crossfire, and then Jon Stewart got him fired. Uh, got them all fired he, <laughs> on Crossfire. He, um, he. Wore a bow tie. Is is an interesting guy. He's got a, he's got an interesting take on things, and um, the other the other thing too is that he's a major enemy of the Biden administration, no mm-hmm. doubt about it. Um, well, the whole is, network is, which is interesting. Well, they they have been. Um, yeah, they're an enemy of Obama too. Joe Biden makes deals. It's the hallmark of his career. Tucker Carlson made Rupert Murdoch a lot of money. Now he's gone. Rupert Murdoch is going to pay him to sit on the bench. $2 million a month to stay out of the elections. If he leaves and takes another job, he doesn't get that $2 million a month. Mm-hmm. The contract goes through the end of the elections. Rupert Murdoch got something to get rid of Tucker Carlson. Maybe. Had to have. He hasn't made, he hasn't become a billionaire by giving away money. No billionaires do. He got something. What it is, I don't know. Was that just the life of his contract? No, it's going right now. Yeah, but that's what I mean. Is that just, is that, is that what he makes anyway? Or is that just, is yeah, that a but they're going to pay him to yeah. not go on the air. Is it because they don't want to compete against him? Well, yeah, and he can't take another job anywhere. Well, that's what I mean. Maybe it's there. I don't know if it's about Joe Biden. I think it might be just they don't want to compete against him. Well, if they didn't want to compete against him, they would have kept him. No, they want him. They don't want him there, but they don't want him going anywhere else. So you pay him off. Right, but why don't they want him there? Well, didn't because he talks smack about his bosses. Yeah, but but what I'm saying is that is that it's interesting that they they are going to keep him on the bench. Yeah. That's worth something. The other one that's interesting is, did you notice Peter Thiel? He's announced today, that's the billionaire. Peter Thiel is a Silicon Valley billionaire who famously uh, gets blood transfusions from younger people. And financed Republicans. An actual vampire. Yeah. He financed Republicans. Yeah. He announced this morning, or yesterday evening, because he's a California guy, he's staying out of the elections. Mm-hmm. He's not putting any money behind any candidate. He he. But the thing is with Peter Thiel is he he had some uh, he had some disagreements with Mitch McConnell. I think about who, what candidates to fund and how elections were run and all that. And he ran that guy uh, Blake Masters, who's right. an absolute creep uh, yeah. against um, John Kelly uh, or Mark Kelly, the astronaut. And they lost lost that Senate election handedly. I, I mean, mean, Blake Masters some really creepy video about but, how much he enjoys shooting with a silencer and all that. It was it was weird. I that may appeal out there. I don't know. But didn't know. Apparently, it didn't. Yeah. But the um, I think he also was behind Vance in Ohio. JD Vance. Yeah. 
which was successful. I think you could have put some anybody there. But Well, so Peter Thiel uh, is setting out the elections now. I find that to be pretty interesting. Um, Dan Bongiorno is gone as well from Fox News. Okay. Um, another guy who, who was fired. He was a Secret Service agent, right? Yeah. 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 Um, so what is happening at Fox? I don't really know. I, I will say that... Um, I don't buy it, like you know. I don't think it's a rebrand after Dominion because Hannity's still there. Sean is still there. Yeah. Sean Hannity is there. Um, overall, um, I think the Dominion lawsuit is a very complex and isolated situation. As I said to you, I was on the air through all of that. Mm-hmm. Right. I remember what that was like when you had Rudy Giuliani. Mm-hmm. Who's a very, was a very, at the time, okay, serious man. Yeah. You had to pause when Rudy Giuliani was making these, these claims. Yeah. At some point, I was as confused as everybody else. I didn't have a national platform. Yeah, right. I was asking questions. I'm saying, that is Rudy Giuliani, U.S. attorney, breaker of the mafia, America's man, all this stuff. He's a serious guy. Right. This is all, this is my opinion of him at the time. Yeah, yeah. Not my opinion now. It was a very confusing time. Mm -hmm. All right. I was, I thought to myself, look, show me the evidence. Yeah. Now, the the fact of the matter is I was in a radio studio in Fairhaven. If I made a mistake, it was not like being on Fox News. Right. Right. Looking back on, I don't think I made any mistakes because I was very, as I always am, not to say I don't make mistakes, but I was very cautious. Yeah. Right. I'm not in, I'm not in Pennsylvania. I don't know what happened to Pennsylvania. I understand how elections work better than Donald Trump does. Right. I've been involved in the day to days as you have. I know what is possible. I know what's impossible. What I was hearing was impossible. Yeah. But, but at first I, what Rudy Giuliani said gave me great pause. Mm-hmm. It's Rudy Giuliani, he's run in elections. He's been an elected guy. As close as they come, an elected mayor. Yeah. Right? But he was making these claims. Yeah. So the idea that Fox News put him on television and gave him credit. Not only did they do that, they because they tried to say like, oh, well, we're, we have to cover um, when the president says something like this, it's the president and all that. Like, yeah, okay, sure, I guess, but you, you, no, also, you definitely do. You, yeah, but, but they didn't do it in a way that like, this is what they're saying and this is what the, the other people are saying. No, no, right. <laughs> that, that wasn't, right. So this is what they're saying and this is what we found to be factually true. So what, what, what I'm, what I'm saying is that in that period of time, I remember it was a very confusing time. Mm-hmm. You have Rudy Giuliani. Look, Trump is Trump. So he said all kinds of crazy stuff. That was, you know, you don't go to the bank with what Donald Trump says about yeah. his performance. I mean, that's just, it's, it's sad to say, but he's like a lot. Well, same as Joe Biden, really. People exaggerate things like that, okay? Mm-hmm. But this was Rudy Giuliani. These are other lawyers, people who, who are officers of the court, yeah. okay? But at some point, you got to the show me the evidence stage. Yeah. Where it became ridiculous. Yeah, and they, 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 they ended up like they were going to be outside of a hotel, but they ended up being outside a hardware store or stuff like that. It was weird. Listen, we got to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Listen to us live anywhere in the world on the WBSM app. 
Marcus McCarthy. South Coast Tonight is the place to react to all of the day's news and where they make some news of their own. Back to the talk now on WBSM. So, welcome back to the show, uh, South Coast Tonight. We have um, Tucker Carlson's um, announcement, um, his, his only, his first public announcement um, post being fired. Um, so, we'll play that. Um, we have, uh, of course, our friend Colin Hogan from the New Bedford Light. He's here. Uh, but we did think we'd bring it to you as quickly as possible. Because we know a lot of people are talking about the Tucker Carlson, even though we um, defeated him, obviously. Uh, he, he competed against us. We're in the same time slot. Yeah. And uh, you guys at home were more loyal to WBSM um, than you were to, uh, to to Tucker Carlson. And for that reason, he was defeated. And uh, he's now unemployed. Let's take another break. We'll take a quick break. We'll be right back. Good evening. Welcome back to South Coast Night. So Tucker Carlson literally released a, sec- uh, a, a segment like very, very, very recently, um, like minutes ago. So we're going to play it for you guys. Good evening, it's Tucker Carlson. One of the first things you realize when you step outside the noise for a few days is how many genuinely nice people there are in this country, kind and decent people, people who really care about what's true, and a bunch of hilarious people also, a lot of those. It's gotta be the majority of the population, even now. So that's heartening. The other thing you notice when you take a little time off is how unbelievably stupid most of the debates you see on television are. They're completely irrelevant. They mean nothing. In five years, we won't even remember that we had them. Trust me, as someone who's participated. And yet at the same time, and this is the amazing thing, the undeniably big topics, the ones that will define our future, get virtually no discussion at all. War, civil liberties, emerging science, demographic change, corporate power, natural resources. When was the last time you heard a legitimate debate about any of those issues? It's been a long time. Debates like that are not permitted in American media. Both political parties and their donors have reached consensus on what benefits them, and they actively collude to shut down any conversation about it. Suddenly, the United States looks very much like a one-party state. That's a depressing realization, but it's not permanent. Our current orthodoxies won't last. They're brain dead. Nobody actually believes them. Hardly anyone's life is improved by them. This moment is too inherently ridiculous to continue, and so it won't. The people in charge know this. That's why they're hysterical and aggressive. They're afraid. They've given up persuasion. They're resorting to force. But it won't work. When honest people say what's true, calmly and without embarrassment, they become powerful. At the same time, the liars who've been trying to silence them shrink, and they become weaker. That's the iron law of the universe. True things prevail. Where can you still find Americans saying true things? There aren't many places left, but there are some, and that's enough. As long as you can hear the words, there is hope. See you soon. It sounds like the same uh, like faux populism garbage that he said every night on TV. It doesn't sound any different. It didn't really mean a whole lot, and uh, it didn't give any clear answers on why he was fired and where he's going to go next, but... There were words said, so that was well, that. I mean, I, I think that the fact that, first of all, let me just say that um, we have we have Colin Hogan here, and his publication regularly talks about natural resources. Um, we're having a debate on this program about 
the wind mm-hmm. and fishing and things. It's all natural resources. Yeah. So I, I don't. I mean, I get it, but um, I don't need to understand from him why he was fired. It doesn't affect my life. Um, I do think that um, some of what he just said is accurate. But I think that it's accurate. So, so the yeah, it's true. Some of what he said it's accurate, but it is accurate. But to the extent that he's like ever been like a, a check against that and not like a party to it is, I think, ridiculous. Well, I I, I almost think that was an admission. Yeah, right. I, I don't yeah. think he was saying he wasn't part of it. Yeah, there was none of that. But 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 I think that because he participated in that, don't say I do. Yeah. No one tells me what to right. say. Yeah, exactly. Literally, no one, you and I don't even script this. We come up with whatever we want. Yeah. That's we why book we were our talking own, to Mayor we Mitchell book our own guests. Yeah. I mean, everyone deserves an editor. Don't get me wrong. If yeah. you write something, it, it does, someone looks at it after you, you write it. If I, if I say something that's wrong, I, I, I'm subject to litigation. I'm subject to discipline by my bosses. If I, if I'm reckless, um, we all are. Everyone has a structure, right? Yeah. I mean, someone paid for this microphone. I didn't. Um, but 